Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Unalienable Rights. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is December 12th. Actually, it's December 11th. What am I saying? December 11th in the year 2023. I was just got through posting tomorrow's shows, perhaps so. My mind's in a different time warp, I guess. But yes, December 11th in the year 2023. We are continuing to watch the unraveling of the Babylon, which is our nation. And with it, all pieces are starting to reveal. And the question really is, are people ready to accept the truth? Because the truth is before them and there's really no escaping it anymore. It is something that is unfortunately very nascent or very become native to Americans to be accepting of the lies and not to want to challenge themselves to be patriots, to question the truth, to stand up and be bold, to literally stand up and be independent thinkers. And so much of that has come about through years of deprogramming, years of, of abuse in a system that's constantly telling people that they're not worthy, years of a, a system that it's in, indoctrinating people with a mainstream way of thinking, and years of taking people away from the land, away from hand trades, and putting them into a world where literally they work in cubicles and they worry more about their next promotion rating and offending the secretary than they do anything real. This is the new world that we live in, and this is the world that the World Economic Forum is excited about exploiting and making sure that people don't have any sense of free will. And that's where we are. Now, Patriots, before we get going tonight, the real question is, and it is the thing, that people just can't handle the truth. The truth is the clowns are running this whole show and this whole live chaos that we're in. Many of our problems could be solved overnight, but they who are in power have no intention of doing that. They're just absolutely, what they're looking for is destroying everything. If you can handle the truth, you need to visit the website preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. You'll get $60 off a much needed four week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. It's the country's largest preparedness company. My Patriot Supply is your fighting chance at survival. Sealed inside a rugged packaging, these delicious meals last up to 25 years and provide over 200,000 or 2,000 calories a day. Please not 200,000. You would be an obese piece of meat, and that would be bad. Each night in emergencies with the four-week emergency food kit, you're able to eat right through the day and then rest easy at night. It's super important. And My Patriot Supply is the supplier of that. They are the number one supplier in the nation. At this, at a low price, you can get one for every member of your family. So visit preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. And if you will order by 3 p.m. the same day, it's free shipping. So prepare with Bards right now. Go to preparewithbards.com and be ready for whatever chaos ensues. And trust me, they have all sorts of plans to make that happen, and we don't need it. Well, Patriots, the, the fact is that we're in a, a particular point in time when the elites are both desperate and arrogant enough to believe that their desperation is going to solve the day. I want you to hear this piece by Al Gore, one of my favorite leftist 
mindless trolls that's out there that actually still breathes air, unfortunately. But here we go. To one based on broadcasting and then moving on to the internet and to social media has disrupted the balances that used to exist uh, that made representative democracy work much better. Because a free self-governing people rely on a shared base of knowledge that serves as a basis for reasoning together collectively. But uh, if you have social media that is dominated by algorithms that uh, pull people down these uh, rabbit holes that are a bit like pitcher plants, these algorithms, uh, they are the digital equivalent of AR-15s. They ought to be banned. They really ought to be banned. It's an abuse of the public forum. But when, these, when people are pulled down these uh, rabbit holes, you know what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole? That's where the echo chamber is. Uh, and if you spend too much time in the echo chamber, what's weaponized is another form of AI, not artificial intelligence, artificial insanity. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. So what we've seen here is some really interesting structuring of narratives to trigger those that are still locked within the matrix and to reinforce the message of the elites of what they're really trying to achieve. Now, what Al Gore is referring to is that he is talking about that the only way that we can have a representative democracy is because we is to maintain a certain foundation of information that comes from mainstream, quote, trusted sources. And when you break outside of that, there's chaos. And that this chaos leads to rabbit holes and those rabbit holes don't lead to knowledge. Mm -hmm. They lead to artificial insanity. That's his whole entire framing. This sort of thinking actually is surprisingly works with a lot of people because along the way, you notice what he did is he threw in the reference to, AR, to the uh, algorithms and AR-15s. Now, why would you do that? It's a very strategic mental trick because what he's done is he takes a speech that people may not like, and the minute that he makes association with gun control, the gun control freaks, which are heavily embedded in our nation, because they have never had to, uh, they've never had a relationship with a rifle. When they don't understand the Second Amendment, they've never been taught about our, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence. They don't know anything. They're just walking zombies that are filled with McDonald's fast food and a whole bunch of stupid stuff coming out of university. And I'm very serious. And so when he throws that in there, it's an, it's an immediate brain trigger that launches them into a non-hearing mode because it's a frenzy. It's like the toilet paper issue. You know, you're going to, why would people stock up on toilet paper? Because somewhere along the way, early COVID, they did a test to see what it would take to trigger people to do something completely retarded. And they did it and they were proving the effectiveness of their deep programming. That was pre-injection, by the way, really important to remember that. This is a case where Al Gore is programming people to think that the state is trustworthy, mainstream media voices are important, that the uh, deluge of information on the internet is not to be trusted. And when you get to that point when you can start to feel them bristle, then he says, AR-15. Immediately they trigger into this, their minds kick into overdrive, there's a rage that comes in with the, against the anti or against the people that own guns, and all the programming that he now continues with is now embedded in the head because there's no filters anymore. The protections are gone, and this is how you bypass resistance in a, in a thinking process. This is actually quite brilliant, PSYOP. 
This is what they're doing a lot more of these days because they are running into headwinds in terms of their narratives. Their narratives aren't sticking. We have the issues of COVID con and we have the issues of trying to roll out a new version. And these sort of headlines are starting to pop up again. China today is apparently there's some concern of this new variant that's killing lots of people in China. And China's afraid, they say, and, the, and they don't want this to get out. Well, what you're really hearing is that they're, they're trying to get these narratives to stick and the fear porn that they've been using is not, is not working anymore. So the only way to get around that is to start breaking, getting past the barriers and the filters people have put up to hearing them. Hence, something like here with Al Gore, when they drop in the reference to an AR-15 that should be banned, just like algorithms. That's ridiculous. Algorithms are the function of how the internet works and how everything is out there for the way these big tech companies are. They're not going to ban them. But that frenzy that the gun thing kicks in, now the protections to keep his message from hitting into the deep brain is now lifted and people welcome his message and he's literally live stream programming, live stream programming people as he goes. So I just had a stream. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. We had, I'm getting some really weird audio right now, so bear with me a minute. There we go. Okay. Looks like I'm having trouble with my mixing board again. All right. So anyway, we are, we're in a really important point right now of, the, of understanding what the elites are doing. And the elites are truly in a place and time where they are out to try to control everything and make sure that, and being rather blatant about it. Now, one of the things that is um, interesting, and it's just the, the, the deadness of the American public is what's probably most disturbing right now. And what that is, is we are in, we've ended up with a situation here in Chicago um, oh, thanks. I got the feedback on the audio. Thank you, folks. Um, it's just in my headset, and I, I found the problem. So, in, in a in a video that came out today, there was it showed that in Chicago they have stuffed nearly three thousand illegals into warehouses across Chicago. This is stunning. I'm going to read this to you. Uh, a new video has surfaced on X showing a location of a warehouse in Chicago metro area where nearly three thousand illegal migrants have been packed in. This comes as the U.S. southern border continues to spiral out of control as disastrous open border policies by the Biden administration have flooded the major metro areas with hundreds of thousands of illegals, if not more. Quote, I honestly couldn't believe it when I first heard it. 2,700 illegals being housed in a warehouse in South Chicago. Ben uh, Burgum, a reporter for Real America's Voice News, said on the post in the X, uh, Burkwam, excuse me, did the name wrong, continued, people have no idea how bad this is going to get. The truth about is, the truth about the Democrats' illegal invasion, drugs, prostitution, child trafficking, and modern-day slavery. Okay, I say this a lot. I'm going to say it again. The Democrats are the illusion. This is a uniparty model, and the Republicans are probably worse than the Democrats. Arguably, they are the worst because they say nothing. They let the Democrats take the fall. The Democrats are the noisy that noisy uncle or that noisy uh, relative in the room that's making all sorts of noise. You don't want to deal with them. People start to point the finger at them, at the Democrats, when the real engine sits behind them. Who's the real engine? These are the big money makers. You're going to find that those are people like the defense industry, like the oil and gas industry. You're going to find the pharmaceutical industry, the banking industry. These are the people that are funding this whole process, and they're doing it by proxy through their lobbyists that are forcing open borders. Why? because they want to see the destruction of the infrastructure of the United States. This is the truth. And part of this is if they break the will of the American people, which they find to be very irritating, 
and irritating because the American people have a will and a way of standing up to things and they're armed. And so there is a resistance built into our native self, even though it's very quiet right now, to resist and have the ability to resist this world economic model. Now let's keep in mind what the world economic model is trying to avoid. It's trying to avoid that anybody does not obey its rules. It is fearful that people will not obey what it tells people to do. This is not just World Economic Forum. This is an extension of the Nazi Fourth Reich. They are afraid that people will not be obedient to them. And if people are not obedient to them, then their model does not work. So what are they trying to do? Well, one, they have to destroy the infrastructure of the United States. The core of that is the family. And they have to mutilate the kids. Because if they mutilate the kids and they're ensuring that a eugenics program continues which ensures that kids cannot under any circumstances reproduce. Keep this in mind. Every child that is being put on hormone blockers has an extreme probability they will not be able to have children when they get older. Every child that's being put on hormone blockers and then taken to surgery will never have kids of their own. Once they go into surgery, they are cutting off their genitals. They are modifying their, their reproductive organs. They are cutting off their breasts. They are ruining a child that will never have a chance to have children again. Whatever parent authorizes that, whatever parent is thinking that's a good idea, if it was my way, you would swing from a rope because children are so precious and they are literally doing this in homes. Parents are making these decisions. This is a sickness that's on off scale right now. And it is happening across our country. It's happening everywhere. We have, a, we have a broken family model. We are more interested in the individual than the family. It's just a fact. We are more interested that the, the child gets to do what they want to do than they integrate into the family. Here's one that's just, it always sticks me in the face and it's, it's just unbelievable. A young girl of 16 years old decides she's going to date. The family says, okay, go out and date. And they trust this child to go out on their own and to date. And then suddenly they're surprised when their child starts to use drugs or their child gets um, pregnant and is using an abortion pill or their child gets raped. Why are you surprised as parents if that's happening? What in your head thinks that a 16-year-old girl going out on their own is going to be okay and be protected? This is nuts. You know, it's like giving a child, and I, look, I was one. I, was, I drove when I was 16 years old. But we have to rethink some of these models, especially with the way parenting is now. I started to learn how to drive when I was about 12. And that's, but we don't, we're giving kids this right to drive at 16, for example. They're, they're being given this without a lot of other support. Like, okay, are you, are you going to go hang out with kids that do drugs? Are you going to go party at night? And parents are just losing control and turning their kids over to a system because there seems to be an apathy or a lack of understanding of what parenting is. And all of this is getting at the root of where we are because I'm going to go back to this point of Chicago. You have 3,000 people living in a warehouse. A guy is shocked that he finds it. They points the finger at the Democrats. The Democrats aren't the problem. It is a major reflection of a system of people that we're allowing this to happen. We're allowing this to happen, and he's shocked that there's 3,000 people in a warehouse, and yet they've been there. He can't be the only one that saw them. Why is it that this is taking so long for us to absorb? So on one hand, we have a concern on a global level of Americans being able to defend against a destruction or takeover of their nation. That would be the worry of the World Economic Forum that Americans will be non-compliant to their slavery system, which to a certain degree, they're right. But there's another side of having the successful conditioning is reflective in the way that we live. 
from the broken family to the kids that are let to do whatever they want to the war on children where parents are literally willfully taking their kids in and the kids are going along with it to have their genitals removed. And, and it just continues. And then we have this like warehouse of illegals sitting in a city of 3,000. People are just walking around in zombie state and we're not saying anything. And there's a, this sense of, over, of being destroyed and working from failure that somehow this enemy that we're facing is greater than us and we can't overcome it. It's a stunning point in time in our history where so much of America is broken and has literally fallen to the place of weakness. And so here's the headline that kind of pulls this to source to pull this together because the question is, this isn't zero hedge, what in the world has happened to our education system? Our kids, and it goes on, can't really read very well and it turns out they aren't very good at math either. Now, if, if you were a strategist of defending a nation if you were going to look across the nation and say, what is it that we can do that will protect our nation? Education would be on the top of my list. But if you're doing the assessments on the future of America and trying to create an independent America and one that can, be, can revive that industrialism and the power of what we do, then I would say that this should be an alarming issue right now. Our children don't know how to read well and they don't do math well fundamentals in life. And they're not doing well because the education system isn't being tailored towards that. The education system is bringing up kids that are more concerned about whether they're going to whack off their weenie or cut off their breasts, or whether they're going to be misgendered or use some sort of gender pronouns than they are about the content and substance of having a future to build a nation, to build a family, and to be smart in themselves. This is what we have fallen to. And we have fallen far and deep in this pit. And we are continuing to allow it to exist. And parents are continuing to allow it to exist because people continue to push their children into the meat grinder we call public schools. We continue to depend on a government which will take, suck the life out of everybody if it chooses. And we continue to fight a fight uphill because we're not taking a stand to realize that our government is truly that corrupt. I want you to hear this piece that goes back. It's called The Fruit of from, it's from The Poisonous Tree by Mel Stamper. Take a listen to this. Right now I'm going to just read a quote from Edward Mendel House and what he had to say in a private meeting with Woodrow uh, Wilson, president between 1913 and 1921, from the private papers of Woodrow Wilson. Quote, Very soon every American will be required to register their biological property in a national system designed to keep track of the people and that will operate under the ancient system of pledging. By such methodology, we can compel people to submit to our agenda, which will affect our security as chargeback for our fiat paper currency. Every American will be forced to register or suffer not being able to work and earn a living. They will be our chattel, and we will hold the security interest over them forever by operation of law merchant under the scheme of secured transactions. Americans, by unknowingly or unwittingly, delivered the bills of ladening to us, will be rendered bankrupt and insolvent forever to remain economic slaves through taxation secured by their pledges. 
They will be stripped of their rights and given commercial value designated to keep us a profit that will be none the wiser. For not one man in a million could ever figure out our plans. And if by accident one or two would figure it out, we have in our arsenal plausible deniability. After all, this is the only logical way to fund government by floating liens and debt to the registrants in the form of benefits and pledges. This will inevitably reap us huge profits beyond our wildest of expectations and leave every American a contributor to this fraud, which we will call social insurance. Without realizing it, every American will insure us for any loss we may incur, and in this manner, every American will unknowingly be our servant, however begrudgingly. The people will become helpless without any hope for their redemption, and we will employ the high office of the president as our dummy corporation to foment this plot against America. Having established plausible deniability, even if people become enlightened that they had a remedy and pursued it, the attorneys, judges, and legislators could claim that they did not understand the people's claims, especially if the technical requirements for achieving it were not followed pursuant to statutory requirements. Requiring the public schools to teach civics, government, and history classes out of federally approved, politically correct textbooks written by the publishing houses owned by the owners of the Federal Reserve would assure that the people would not discover the remedy for a long time, if ever. I would recommend that everyone read Fruit from a Poisonous Tree by Melvin Stamper, M-E-L-V-I-N Stamper, S-T-A-M-P-E-R. That is Fruit from a Poisonous Tree. This is out of Chapter 2 of Fruit from a Poisonous Tree. Highly recommend that. It's a good read, and it's important to get a grasp on just what exactly we're dealing with here. This is a very dark and very deep issue in our nation that goes back quite some time. And really, if we want to take it back, it takes back to Civil War and post-Civil War. And so much of this war was waged by what we call the robber barons in trying to separate people from land and property. Ultimately, that was the entire issue. And the engineering of this model was to enslave America from the very beginning. The wars helped tremendously because wars eliminate resistance and eliminate people and it eliminates brain, brain power within a nation. And that is and it's a very sad statement, but it's a very real statement. I'm going to read this to you. This comes from an article today, David Stockman on Washington's entrenched war machine. It, it's uh, in the internationalman.com. After the Berlin after the Berlin Wall fell in, in November of 1989 and the death of the Soviet Union was confirmed two years later, as Boris Yeltsin courageously stood down the Red Army tanks in front of Moscow's White House, a dark era in human history came to an abrupt end. The world had descended into a 77 years war. It had in 
accepted the, with the mobilization of the armies of old Europe in August of 1914. If you would want to count bodies, 150 million were killed by the de, uh, depredations uh, that germinated in the Great War, its foolish aftermath and Versailles, and the march of history into World War II and the Cold War that followed in, uh, inexorably uh, through Thereupon, upwards of 8% of the human race was wiped out during that span. This toll encompassed the madness of trench warfare during 1914 to 1918, the murderous regimes of Soviet and Nazi totalitarianism that rose from the ashes of the Great War and the follies of Versailles, and then the carnage of World War II and the lesser unnecessary wars and invasions of the Cold War, including Korea and Vietnam. All right. 150 million people, primarily men, were wiped off the face of this earth. And they say that this madness, this madness came from the bankster class that still runs this nation and still runs this world. That should be very disturbing for anybody. Because what we have arrived at now is this perpetual war model. And this is what they're constantly doing to keep people on edge, to keep people constantly off base. And they've used that method, whether it's the war on drugs, whether it's going to be the silent war, whether it's going to be the war on COVID, the war mentality has embraced us all in a cyclic process of constantly wearing us down and sacrificing ourselves for them. They are a sick group of people, and they're constantly seeking to destroy us with for the benefit of their power and them. So as you've heard that audio piece a minute ago with McKinley, and now you're getting a picture of this, now consider this title again, this headline, What in the World Happened to Our School System?, what happened is our school system, it, it has finally shown its true face. Our school system was never designed to educate children or educate anybody. It was designed to dumb them down. And over time, it has done a miraculous job. Again, we are dealing with students right now that are more interested in their gender and being cross-gendered and regendered, and even what their current gender is so they can change it, than they are about learning how to do math or science or reading for that matter. This is a nation that we can talk all day about reviving the great might of America. The question is, who is going to do it? Because we have a generation of literal retards right now. And it's a sad state, but this is literally where we are. Our nation has fallen. And on top of that, we've, we've taken God out of schools. We've taken the complete relationship of God out of school. So we get to a place now where in, in a country where we like to say things like, we're going to reset the Constitution. But how do you reset a Constitution? And everything that we've done was based on our creator and nobody reads the Bible. It's a great question and it's one that we have to really ponder deeply because if we're going to truly take, a, take us back to where our founding fathers intended, then we have to start looking at what the true meat on those bones is. We read this first, second paragraph, first sentence in the Declaration of Independence and it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that amongst these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness by our Creator. If you notice, not one person in D.C. who's talking about resetting the Constitution, or for that matter, very few across the nation, are using the principle that we're resetting this nation back to the feet of God. They're not talking about resetting a nation under the Creator. They're talking about just resetting a nation by function. When you take Creator out of the Declaration of Independence, which is the founding document for this nation, and you remove that principle of our relationship with God, subordinate to God, and therefore blessed by God and obedient to Him in all things. Once you take that out, you end up with just a mechanical set of framework of people to serve, which is currently what we have, 
and an unlimited amount of, of space for them to grow, which we currently have, and an unlimited ability, desire of them to welch the profits and wealth of everybody in this nation for their own benefit. That's what we have now. And it's a very sad and sick state that we're in that we've suddenly come to that we have to start putting our feet down and realizing exactly what we have created. And it is a monster. It's not pretty. It's not real. And it's rough. I'm going to play this piece. as an interview with Kid Rock and, and Tucker Carlson. Okay. And if you're different and you're weird, make no mistake, you get treated differently. When I was young, I had my hair up to here. I had my pants sagging, running around, you know, talking junk, you know. And people gave me crap. All the time, you know, but I was trying to be seen. This and other. If you want to be seen and you're going to go out and be different like that and dye your hair blue and put a bunch of nose rings and stuff, people are going to look at you differently. Some people are going to tease you a little bit. You know, whatever happened to sticks and stones? Yeah. You know, everyone's like, he teased me. I'm going to cancel you and sue you and I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> it's freaking, it's like we're racing. Far in my life, we're raising like a complete, you know, generation of fucking pussies. Yeah. But that can't go on forever, right? No, the pendulum always swings. I've seen that, you know, at 52 years old, I've seen that in life. The pendulum swings. Yeah. So last question before we go, get a cigar with your friend John Daly. If you were to give advice to, you know, a 22-year-old trying to enter the public sphere right now, what would it be? Uh, what what sphere? Entertainment-wise? Either one. You know, you're you're the guy who wants people to look at you. Okay, as you well, number one, ago. work your ass off and be good at what you do. Be yeah. the best at it. Um, and that takes a lot of time. You know, it took me 15 years, you know, in the trenches, riding around in vans with uh, U-Haul trailers, playing every little gig for, you know, 50 people, this, that, and the other. Um, you know, it's, it's the old cliche, the 10,000 hours. I think it's 20,000. Yeah. Work your butt off. And try to be the best at what you do. Study your craft. Be knowledgeable about it. Be knowledgeable about it. Surround yourself with good people. Don't hang out with knuckleheads. That doesn't lead too many good spots. No, it doesn't. So you know. So work hard. Good. Don't hang out with shitheads. Yeah, and, and be good at what you do. <laughs> be the best at what you do. Amen. Bobby, thank you. So, thank you, Mr. Tucker. Good to see you, man. Pleasure. I'm coming this summer. Come on. So, good words at the end there, but also real, real words before. We have a nation of weak men. We have a nation of stronger women than men. And I always say this, and you hear me say this, thank God for that. Because if we didn't have it, I don't know where we would be. But we have a nation of weak men. And it's in so many ways, the weak men, these men have been castrated by their pure function of what they should be. And it's because of this that we are sitting in a state right now that is truly a crisis. Invasions are coming across the border at lightning speed. We are seeing hundreds of thousands of illegals coming into this nation. That incident in Chicago with 3,000 in a warehouse, ask yourself, what are we going to do about this? If you want to listen to the Trump doctrine, it's going to be we're going to round them all up and send them out of here. Seven and a half million illegals. It's not going to happen, and I'm going to be honest about that. You're not going to get to seven and a half million people that have come in here and have had two, three, four, five years now to settle in and suddenly take, make their lives home here in America. Legally, it has a slippery slope. But on top of that, worse than that, it's the whole principle, the logistics of moving that many out. We have seen this invasion happen over years, and it's not going to be undone quickly. And so the question we really have to ask is, what do we do about this? 
We have a, a destruction of our school system. And we have Americans. Now, let me clear about this. To the best of my knowledge, if you go and talk to somebody at the border that's coming across the border and you ask them and you say to them and you say, we would like to know if it's okay if we put your child into a system where we will cut its genitals off. I'm willing to bet you that 90%, if not 99% of those people, if not 100%, will say, you're crazy. Don't touch my child. And they're coming across here illegally. If we go to America, especially liberal America, woke America, and we say, we're going to cut your genitals off of your child, they're going to say, well, if that's necessary to make them happy and not have gender dysphoria, that's good. I'm going to tell you straight up, I will take that illegal any day as a new American, and I will take those idiots that we call parents and Americans, and I will send them out of here. We don't need them. And that's the bottom line. I'm not into this whole idea where we're suddenly going to be able to pull people together and say we're all going to sing Kumbaya and get along as they mutilate kids. And when you have a parent that is that literally retarded at this point in time, and I've said that word like three or four times tonight, and I probably triggered a bunch of people, and I don't care. You're dealing with a mental disease that's gone beyond disease, a mental breakdown as a parent that thinks it's okay to mutilate kids. And it comes from a school system that over the years has dumbed people down. It comes from a system that values materialism at the extreme rather than the worship of God. It, it comes from a system that looks always towards a higher ranking in the job, more profit, a bigger house, another mortgage, another car, another debt. Slavery, 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 slavery. And the farther we go down that rabbit hole, you can see where we are. We, is arrived, we have arrived at a point where we are self-destructing and worse, self-mutilating. And what's even worse is what we know is behind all of that. That's just the frontal symptoms of a greater disease. Our system is woven together and built around the worship of Baal, Moloch, and it's the satanic cults that run it. And nobody wants to look behind that. Nobody wants to peek behind that curtain to see the children screaming as they're mutilated, sacrificed, or their blood is taken, or tortured so they get high adrenochrome output to feed the wealthy the way they need. Nobody wants to listen to the stories like C.J. Moyer, who can tell you about being hunted on these hunting parties as children and were sacrificed. Nobody wants to tell you about the hundreds of rapes that these children go through to satisfy these freaks and these sick Satanists for power. But that's what runs our country. That's what's behind us. And this is the same people that are bringing in the illegals. And they're taking advantage of a gap because as these people come in and they're disoriented and they're trying to get settled and they are disoriented, they have opposed, we've taken a culture, us, who doesn't want them here. And they are squeezing them and giving, and giving them few options. In the end, you know very well where this is going to lead. It's going to lead towards an, an eruption of conflict as those that are being brought in are promised everything and those that are here are being, having taken everything away and those two cultures are going to clash and the elites are going to scream happy joy and they're going to enjoy watching us mutilate each other while they take the kids and continue to do what they do. This is the sickness of our world. Al Gore is trying to tell everybody, and people actually still believe that oaf, that, they, that we need to come to a baseline of information so that we don't have people talking about things that are not approved. That's what he's telling you. And this world that we're in right now is ultimately a world built around a war and fear culture that constantly keeps ourselves on the edge, not knowing what's going to happen next because we've convinced ourselves that we have to participate in things that the government tells us to do. Soldiers that sign up, being deployed to places, and having to take shots, they're not understanding that they never had to do this illegal, these things illegal, of illegal orders. 
but they're so built into a compliance culture that we just keep marching along and walking right off that edge. If you saw the wall, Pink Floyd, the wall, you will remember the scene when the children were marching on a, on a, a, a runway and then falling into a meat grinder and coming out all blended. That's where we are. And it's about time that we start to take a step up as a nation. And the only way we can start doing that is to resetting the very foundations of where we are. So I'm going to send something really radical down the pipe here for you to think about. And I've been praying on this a lot. And I'm telling you, I look at this from an unconventional warfare point of view, and it's the only thing that makes sense. We have Americans who have lost their way as being Americans. We have Americans that no longer really value what it is to be American. We have Americans who think that valuing being American means, like I've said, taking their children and have their genitals cut off. Defending the right for rapists to be set free. Defending the right for pedophiles to run our government. This is the new America. There's, and there's a large enough chunk of those people that we need to be concerned. Very much so. But there's a whole bunch of people coming across this border. And I don't know who they are. But I can guarantee you, when you start teaching them about the Constitution, start with the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and have them really understand what that means. And these people, like it or not, are going to have more faith in their pocket than most Americans do these days. You're going to have a mass of people, seven and a half million that this elites are counting on voting for them and becoming the new slave class. Free those slaves and we win this country. And we don't, need, we don't need to worry about the idiot Americans that are already here destroying it. The bottom line is what we're being given is a gift. And I know this seems like a radical point of view, but you're not going to get rid of these illegals. They're not coming. They're not going or staying. And they're going to continue to come in. So that would seem to me that the evangelism and the outreach that we need to be focused on is getting into their communities, getting to know them, getting to educate them, raise them up in the power of God, teach them about the Declaration of Independence, teach them about the Constitution, teach them about the Bill of Rights, what they're really standing for and what this country represents for them. And when we do this, we gain an army. And it is a new army. It is the new colonists coming in, and we become the guides and the teachers to ensure that there is a future in this nation. We steal from the enemy what the enemy's counting on one of the greatest assets, aspects you could ever do in unconventional warfare. Take away what they counted on having to win. Steal it back. Bring it back to being Americans here. Yeah, well, you've got some Africans that are a problem. Not all of them, but enough of them. We can deal with those. They're small groups, relatively speaking. They're violent. They're going to show their face. We remove them in whatever means possible and necessary. That's it. You can't have violent terrorists walking our streets. And since our government is allowing them to come in, ultimately, this government that we're under right now needs to be removed. That is in the Declaration of Independence. That is part of what we are given as our rights and our duties. And it's important to understand this. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, and we are there, folks, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such form of government and to provide new guards for their future security. We're there. This government is treasonous. By every standard of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, it is a treasonous government. It has betrayed the people. It has sold its soul to money and globalism. It has no intention of upholding our Bill of Rights, our Constitution, or anything else. 
It is a country that has pivoted away from the principle of the creator. Therefore, they see it within their right to be gods themselves and have no obligation to us or anybody else, but only beholden to their pocketbook and to their sick, sick worship abilities and their desires of the flesh, which ultimately lead them to raping kids. That's our government in one big nutshell. And everybody that goes along with these illegal rules is part of that same mass of stupidity and evil. So we have to start looking at this fight differently. And that fight differently is there is there are people coming across this border, whether they're being run by coyotes or whatever, these people in the end of the day are coming here. They are settling here. They are not going away. So let's make them great Americans. Let's transform them into great Americans and great Christians. And let's raise up that army within them, reach out to them, evangelize to them, teach them the word of God, teach them about the power of Jesus, and many you'll find will know it already. And then teach them about the foundation documents of this nation and what powers they have as an individual and what it is to be free. And we will inspire a new generation. And it's not where we thought it was coming from, but we will inspire a new generation. And in doing so, we will turn what was bad into good. That's God's way. We will bring more into the kingdom. That's God's way. And those fools that are out here trying to mutilate their kids will wage that war. But those parents, I'm telling you, there's a judgment coming, and you'll be lucky if you don't get a one-way ticket to the bowels of the lake of fire for doing what you're doing to your kids. Kids are precious, and we do have to worry about them. But our infestation, our infection is throughout the entire public sector. It's from public schools, it's unions, it's in our legal places, it's in our corporate boardrooms. But when you bring in new blood and people start looking at this differently, they're willing to step up and say enough is enough because they're going to protect what is theirs. Even though they've come across a great sacrifice, they're not going to give away their kids because, unfortunately, the, the worlds that are coming in here, like third world and second world, as problematic as it may be in their lives, they still love children, and they still understand family, and we don't. And that is a very sad and real statement to where we are in this nation. So it's time that we relens this. It's time that we rethink this model. We have the ability to reach into these communities across this nation, and rather than in rejecting them, welcome them, integrate them, teach them, educate them. And little by little, it'll change. Here's a real statistic. It came from Joint Special Operations Command back in 2008. When you brought in a Muslim to live in America, they started out, first generation was they were a Muslim American. By second generation, they would call themselves an American Muslim. By third generation, they would call themselves an American. True stat. So we have that same ability. And if we're the part of that that vanguard that's going to go out here and say, this is the army I want to raise. And we raise that army and you won't get every one, but we raise that army up under the banner of Christ with the values of this nation in their heart. They will become greater in this country than those that have been here complacent and have sold it down the tubes. This here's the darkness of what this is at the end of the day. And we have to rethink this model quickly and we have to pivot quickly on this or we do lose a lot. Look at these people like clay. They're coming in and they don't know a lot. They just know that they want to be here or they've been offered a chance to be here because of some promise of free stuff. You can't blame them for the desperation that they're coming from. As frustrating as it can be, they're being offered things, they're being channeled, they're being given money to come here, right. But that money's going to dry up, and we all know that. In which case, there's going to be problems. 
But at the end of the day, they are the core of what we need to build. And with that, if we're getting to them and we get to them deeper than the deep state, then we win. Unfortunately for America, we've lost our way deeply. And when we look at the liberal class, the liberal class is dying off. It's been multi-vaxxed. Many of them have gone through the transgender surgeries. They do, they're just their lifestyle alone. And we haven't even hit to the violence point that's coming because that is not going to be avoidable. These people are effectively, and I, what I consider much of the liberal class is non-productive because it's white collar education, so forth. These are not people that are actively involved in the types of things that make and build a nation. Trades, farming, manufacturing, and and hard, hard labor skills like building. So when you take the VAX alone, the attrition rate is increasing. There's a die-off going on, and that's part of the reason that they're bringing in this new replacement class, counting on it to be the replacement for those that are buying, dying that bought the shot. Well, let's not let them be a replacement class. Let's be the, help them be the great new American class along with us. And in so doing, this tide can turn very quickly. It's going to take work. It's going to take a lot of focus. It's going to take a lot of prayer. It's going to take a lot of knowledge that we have to have within us. But we can do this. And I believe it's the only way forward because otherwise it's blood, it's war in the streets, it's chaos, and the elite win. And there's nothing I want to stop more than allowing them another victory that ultimately gives them another reach into another child and a destruction of another child's life. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this time. And we look at this world the way it is and the challenges that that we face and we realize just potentially how overwhelming this can be in a conventional sense father flesh to flesh this war does not work out well it comes out in a place where we end up fighting one another as the those in the in the seats of power revel in our destruction of each other when in fact we should be loving thy brother and so father this is an opportunity right now where we can love thy brother we can come to a place where we can love each other in a profound way to help each other come together as one, not, not be separated and divided because of origin. Like it or not, Father, whenever this has happened, we are, in, we are absorbing thousands, if not millions of people, and they're coming in. But the sad part is that we also need them because so many of us in this nation have taken the shot and are slowly dying off. And that doesn't even account for the normal attrition of the wisdom class. So, Father, we just ask for a blessing and an anointing to fall upon each person that hears this message, to inspire their hearts to start reaching out, building up that faith in you, reaching out with the gospel, lifting people up with the knowledge of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, to inspire people to use these documents, the Bible and our founding documents together as tools and great tools in this war to win hearts and minds and to awaken people and to lead them truly into a new promised land, which is this nation, and it was as our founding fathers intended. So let us be that. Let us be those that will step into that gap and lead us from the point and not lead from behind. Let us be those that now take the courage to hold up the Bible in one hand and their documents in the other and say, this is who we are. Follow me and let us follow us into the new horizons of a new America, a great new America that puts you back on the throne and puts us humbly before your feet. And above all, puts government subordinate to the people. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, it's not an easy path forward either way. 
But I truly believe that with all this muck that's going on, all this nonsense that's spinning, we need courageous people. We don't need any more weak people. And courage comes from taking great actions. And the class that's going to save this, it's going to be those in their 40s, 50s, and 60s that are going to make the difference here. We have an abused class of, of millennials. We have a destructed class of Gen Xers. There's so much damage that has been done. We now have to look towards the fresh blood. And there's a great potential in that. Not to leave the others behind, but in fact to use a fresh bl blood to raise up something mighty that the others now can see and hopefully get along with and come alongside of. All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.